Welcome to another 10-minute takeaway with me, Dr. Nikki Ramskill, the female money doctor. I aim to pass on 10 minutes of wisdom to you about money to help you feel happy, confident, and in control. So that's enough of that. Let's get on with the episode. and welcome to this next 10 minute takeaway and in this session I want to talk about how to manage investing risk. So when we think about risk we think that it's a bad thing okay so when you you know risk doesn't exactly conjure up positive emotions does it? It it involves something to be avoided, something to be careful about. Um, So when you see the risk warnings popping up on all of these websites for investing and um, people trying to educate you about investing um, even trying to buy your investments you you just get to see these risk warnings everywhere and if you don't really understand what that means that can really put you off and i wouldn't blame you at all because let's face it risk sounds scary you know it doesn't make you want to actually part with your money to to take on um that risk so What I wanted to do in this session is actually just break it down and put it into a bit of context for you so that when you think about investing risk again, hopefully it won't frighten you quite so much. All right. Um, Think about it in these contexts. All right. So I've got a couple of stats for you. So the first is um, the lifetime risk in the UK of dying from a road traffic accident. Okay. so this is, um, you know, accidents involving cars. the lifetime risk for an individual is one in 240, one in 240. Okay. That seems really high when you think about 240 road traffic accidents, one death out of that. So that's, that's a lot. But then when you put it into context of other countries, so for example, for the whole of the EU, it's one in 137. For France, it's one in 158. For the US, it's one in 82. So when you actually put the UK's numbers by comparison to the other countries, it doesn't actually look so bad. Okay, so think of it, you know, yes, it might seem risky, but actually by comparison to other things, it may be less risky, right? The risk of winning the lottery apparently is one in 45 million or roundabouts. One in 45 million, I'd rather put my money into my stocks and shares where I know that I'm more likely to to hit that million mark than I would doing the lottery. But apparently it's one in 88,000 to date a supermodel. So the the risk that you might end up dating a supermodel and it's one in 10 million to be struck by lightning. So both of those things are more likely to happen than they are to win the lottery. All right. So I know where my money would be going. So again, it might seem that when you're buying your lottery ticket, the chance is really there and you really feel it. But that's because it's marketing. They are marketing you that dream of the future, that dream of winning the lottery. Yes, some people do. And that fuels that dream even more because you think it's more likely to happen. But one in 45 million of hitting a jackpot. Wow. You know, it's it's not very likely at all. Okay, so when we think about investing, We're thinking about investing in terms of the types of investments you pick that are allocated low, medium or high risk. 
those the different investments that you put within those are all going to each individually carry their own risk as well so you've got shades on a continuum it's not just low medium high it's low in this context but actually might be high in a different context so let me give you an example so cash having money sat in a cash bank account is seen as low risk right you're not you know it's you're not getting very much reward for it i mean only just to look at the state of the um in interest that you get from your accounts at the moment it's it's not giving you a lot right so you're not risking that money which is fine so at the moment it might seem like the safest thing to do that same money in 20 years time however will not buy you as much as it does currently so you might think you need x amount of money to retire with and you get to the future with that money and actually it buys you a fraction of what you thought and that's you know that's the freddo effect so that's what i talk about in my community we talk about the freddo effect and and how inflation eats away at your value of your money over time so actually in that context money is pretty risky right just to having it in cash so then you think about medium risk, right? So you think about bonds. So you're giving money to the government or you're giving money to a corporate, you know, bank or whoever, you know, different company. They are taking the money and they're using it what they need to use it. And then after 5, 10, 20, 30, 40 years, whatever, they give that money back to you with a bit of interest. Now, that in itself can't be low risk because there is a chance that you won't get that money back. However, money that you give to the government is seen as lower risk because you know governments don't go well they shouldn't be going bankrupt um versus you know giving the money to a company that could so again shades on a continuum if you use bonds for your entire investment life and you started at the age of 18 you're not going to grow your investments as much as if you put that into stocks and shares so you could see that as a higher risk strategy because actually what you're doing is you're keeping your money stuck at a certain level and you're not allowing it to grow and it will have the same effect over time as say the freddo effect on your cash um, but you know it depends on how well you do with the bonds and what kind of bonds you pick and how good a return you're getting and all and all these things so again shades on a continuum so it's not like one thing's low risk one thing's medium risk you know it, it can be different depending on who you are equally when you go up to the high risk categories like stocks and shares property one-off investments bitcoin i mean bitcoin's not really investing but if you were to use bitcoin as a way of investing these are all high risk strategies because you are risking your money and for that you're potentially getting a higher return now you can also get bigger losses as well i mean just literally just recently with what happened over the entire world all the stock markets dropped so you've got to accept that you're going to be risking your money but at the same time getting potentially much higher rewards so you you're you're hopefully reducing that freddo effect over time but you also are at the risk of these drops happening as well and that's where people, I think, start to get jittery about it because they think that putting your money into the stock market is going to be a bad thing. But actually, when you look at Tony Robbins' book, Unshakable, he says that, and I will tell you, corrections in the stock market happen on average every three to five years. And that's where the stock market drops by about 10% in value. One in five of those will become what's known as a bear market, and that's when the whole market drops by 20% or more. So we've seen that recently. We've had a bear market because of the state of the world right now with what's going on. But 
over time things generally recover and if you look at the stock market historically you will see that it's changed with time and it's gone up and you've had dips and then it's gone up again and dips and it's gone back up again this is not to say that it's completely without risk because you cannot say that because of course if you put your money in the day before you want to retire and then the day of your retirement we have a bear market and all of a sudden your money loses 20 percent of its value you're not going to be a happy bunny at that situation but if you put some of your money into stocks and shares and don't touch it for 10 years, 20 years while it has a chance to recover and you take out a small fraction and put it into bonds or cash and then you retire, you've got your pot sat there nicely that hasn't changed very much because it's sat in cash or bonds. It's not going to move very much. So it again, it depends on the context and who you are as a person and where you are in your wealth journey. So the final thing I wanted to talk about was how you manage this risk. So we can't eliminate it, but how can we manage it? So we can educate ourselves. We can find financial advisors. We can find people like me and get some coaching and actually um, find out how to do it. So we feel more confident going forward and making these decisions. We can diversify our portfolio so we can have some in cash, some in bonds, some in stocks and shares. We can choose wisely depending on where we are in our wealth journey how close to retirement we are how how we feel as a person you know if we're anxious because we don't have the knowledge well okay get the knowledge first and then decide if you want to take on higher risk investments or not but don't just jump straight into bitcoin when the last thing you did was investing in you know bonds or something like that you know premium bonds or whatever you know you're that's too much of a jump you need to learn the difference between the two um, and then the other thing is don't obsess about it. So once you start investing, don't obsess about what it's doing every five minutes, because that is a surefire way for you to make emotional decisions where you sell or you buy based on purely on your emotion that you're feeling at the time and not on the strategy. So having a strategy in place is important. Um, so if you're not sure still or you want to find out some more, come and book a 15 minute strategy call with me. Um, you can do this via my website, thefemalemoneydoctor.com. And I'll be more than happy to look at your, your journey so far, and then we can plan the next steps for what you need to do next. Um, and that for you might include investing, but you perhaps might just want to mull it over with somebody. And that's precisely what a money coach can help you do. So with that, that's the end of my 10 minutes done. How you manage investment risk, um, get yourself some knowledge, get yourself some coaching. Um, and try not to worry about it too much, you know, without taking it from the back of your mind either. You still need to have a balance. So with that, I'll love you and leave you and I will see you in the next 10 minute takeaway. Take care. Have a nice day. Bye. And that's it. That's 10 minutes done. So I hope you enjoyed the episode and you gained something from it. If you have any ideas for topics or you want to make any comments, then feel free to email me info at thefemalemoneydoctor.com. Or if you really want to, which would be awesome, come and find me in my free private Facebook group on Facebook so we can um, carry on the conversation. Um, just when you're looking for the group, just type in the female money doctor and you should be able to find me. Any problems, let me know by email. Take care, have a good day.